What does one of the most successful writers of all time have to say about perfecting the craft? Wade through the following pages with me and we'll find out. Welcome, mere mortals, to another book review, the book reviews that will help transcend you beyond mere mortality. And today I have the book for you, On Writing by Stephen King. I don't think any introduction is needed for this author. Stephen King is prolific. He has written so, so many books such as Carrie, It, The Running Man, The Shining, which not only are very successful in their own right as books, but have also gone on to become very successful movies. What I have for you today, though, is not the standard Stephen King novel, the thriller, the horror, the interesting plotline. Today is actually not even fiction at all. It's nonfiction. So the book is split into three parts. The first part is his memoir from 1947 to 1999. So when he was roughly 52 years old, and this book was actually published in 2000. The second is a description of his personal process, how he goes about creating his books, and then also tips and recommendations for the aspiring writer. And the final is actually a summary of the near-death experience, which occurred midway through the writing of this book. The book itself is not super long. It's about 350 pages and the parts consist of different lengths. So the first is about 30% of the book. The second part, the bulk of it is on the writing and helping out aspiring writers, 60%. And then the final 10% is the description of his accident. I normally like to talk about the themes of a book, but I'm gonna do something a bit different today and talk about the plot, which is actually just the sections of the book. I'm going to actually combine the first and third because they sort of come together, the memoir and then also a little extra mini memoir at the end. What jumps out immediately is Stephen loves writing, who'd have thunk it? And this comes across from day dot. So when as a kid he was writing for his mom or for his brother's shitty newspaper, when he was in high school getting in trouble for writing funny satire about the teachers. And then also as a teacher, getting into his 20s when he had a family, when he had a kid, when he had responsibilities, he was still grinding away and writing all of the time. The struggle was definitely real for him for the first 27 years of his life. So until 1974, when cha-ching, cha-ching, payday. He was struggling with his family, living rather destitute when the book rights were sold for 400,000 of which he received half, so $200,000 US dollars in 1974 money, which nowadays, 2021, is about a million. So finally, he's broken through, he sold his first book, but unfortunately, as we all know, money doesn't solve all your problems. He had developed an addiction to alcohol and drugs in general and required a strong intervention from his family and friends to realize I'm going down a very dark and dangerous path here. He sorts himself out, gets back to writing, and well, the rest is history. He becomes a very, very prolific writer. However, that still doesn't solve all your problems. In 1999, while writing the middle of this book, an idyllic time for him, he was loving his wife, his kids were grown up, they were all coming together for a big family vacation when he went out for a walk on the side of a highway and was hit by a car. Not only was he hit, he was smashed and it resulted in a tremendous amount of damage to him broken ribs, broken legs, basically everything was broken. He was extremely lucky to survive and then had to 
get back the process of recovery, recuperation, rehabilitation, and also get back into the swing of being able to ride again, which transitions us nicely onto our next section, the on riding section, how he goes about his personal process and the tips that he uses. We start off with his description of a toolbox and he has three levels in it, but says that there can be more which are really fundamentals and order of importance. The first is vocabulary and grammar, the second form and style, and the third words and paragraphs. I'm not gonna to talk too much about these as he goes quite into detail into the book. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about some of the direct tips and indirect tips that he provides. So some of the direct ones, easy to remember, keep it short. In between the first draft and the second draft, he recommends cutting at least 10% of what has been written. Adverbs, get rid of them. So clearly, definitively, lovely, all of those ones with the L-Y in it, he always says, get rid of them. They're just not needed. They're unhelpful and confusing at best. And this one, not really new advice, nothing too crazy out there, but to be a good writer, you need to read lots and you need to write lots. So those were a couple of the real clear, direct, this is what you should do as a writer. And if you don't do these, you're probably gonna have a bad time. Some of the indirect ones are a bit harder to get because you can't tell if it's just personal to him or if this can be applied to writers in general. I made a bit of a list of some of the ones that really jumped out at me, so let's jump into it. The first, personal process in his room and space. So he would talk about what type of desk he used, what type of things on the desk, what type of day he would go into it. Another would be small examples of the greats and how they could break the rules. So even though there's all these rules and rough structures in place, sometimes the greatest art actually comes from the bending of the rules of changing something, doing something slightly different. Another would be caring about the language and caring about the reader as well. So you write for yourself, but then open the door up and let others come in and provide feedback. So you're not just fixating solely on what you would enjoy reading, but also what the general public would love. Telling the truth as well, which is hilarious coming from a guy who writes fiction. But what he means by this is not writing things because you think they will do well for a popular audience or that this topic is amazing and is really hot right now. It's trending. I should write a book about this. And probably what I would say most important of all is that the story comes above all else. So all of these other rules, everything else that you want to do, it's the story that matters the most and creating this atmosphere that the reader can come along for a journey. When he's creating a story as well, he doesn't say, figure out your plot beforehand. He says, no, start with a situation, something unique, something interesting. How would someone behave in this certain situation? And keep writing until the plot eventually develops from there. So, so many times he was saying he's writing a book and has no idea what's actually going to happen until he writes it himself. Onto my personal observations. And my first one is that I believe he achieved, he finished his target of, to quote, not being a literary gas bag or transcendental arsehole. When you're writing a book about writing or in this sort of meta process, you can't see how it would be easy to behave in a certain way or come across as a certain way. What I really liked was that 90% of his memoir was pre-success. It wasn't talking about him once he had broken through and become an amazing writer. And he absolutely could have gone down the egotistical route because he is an amazing writer. So he could have said about 
how he came up with the creation of this plot line, the inspiration behind this character, or even more about how he was able to write amazing books while drunk and drugged out of his mind. He also puts a strong emphasis on a particular book, which is The Elements of Style by William Strunk Jr. and E.B. White. I've actually read or skimmed over this book in the past and I found it quite useful, even though I'm not a writer, to think about some of these essential elements of what it is to create good writing. The last one is a little bit humorous and he was talking about how many books he actually reads per year and it's sort of in the 60, 70, 80 range and I myself am reading about that much at the moment and I thought, oh, could I be the next great writer? Could I be the next great Stephen King? And the answer came immediately, obviously, no. Unfortunately, do you not only need to enjoy reading, but you also need to enjoy writing. And that is just something that is not up my alley. However, he does provide some good book lists right at the end of things that he's really enjoyed and have helped him as a writer. And funnily enough, I was reading one of them, which he mentions quite a few times in the book, The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. So I know at least I'm reading the good things. So we've come to the summary. And my first thought was, this didn't bore me and that's actually not an insult because if you looked at the book itself, talking about writing and also Stephen King who writes books which don't particularly interest me, thriller and horrors, I found this book really, really fascinating. I really enjoyed throughout and am almost ashamed to say that I've only read one of his books before, The Running Man, and really think, man, this guy actually puts in so much effort, so much time that I probably should give a bit more credit to him. He's a very fun and quirky guy. This really comes across in not only his section of his memoir, but also the serious section about writing. He clearly has his priorities straight as well. So he talks about some of the pitfalls that a writer can fall into, but also doing it for the love of writing, not for the audience, not for the money, not for the fame, not for the prestige, not for all of those things. He does it for the love of writing. So from reading this book, it absolutely makes you want to be a writer, even though that might not be the best case for you personally. I would highly recommend this book for writers, obviously, but I would also say for people in general who have a love of language, which is what actually really drew me in. I really enjoy learning Spanish and learning other things of German, the grammar, the structure. And so even though this book is about writing, you can take other things from it. In total, a highly enjoyable book. I'm giving On Writing by Stephen King a solid seven and a half out of 10. So mere mortals, we've come to the end of another book review and I want to thank you for joining me this far. If you'd like to hear more book reviews, hit the follow button on whatever platform it is you're listening on. Or if you want to interact with us, come to our Instagram at mere mortals podcast. Other than that, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Kyron out.